Welcome to the debut episode of Who's On First. I am your host, Dwayne. And I am Jason. And we're here to bring you the baseball world as we see it today. So there's been a lot of things going on with the start of spring training and the offseason today or uh, to date has been crazy. Like there's all these different things that happened, especially since it started pretty slowly. Uh, coming off of last year's offseason, which took like which took forever, in my opinion, to even get rolling because it was the Harper contracts and then like Trout got the extension like right before I think spring training started. But this year was filled with like a lot of things that we didn't see coming. So the biggest thing would obviously be the Astros scare. Right. So now I feel like we're kind of doing the uh, the armchair booking or what's the Monday morning quarterbacking of the whole situation with things like uh, with the commissioner, what Rob, Man- Rob Manfred has done uh, in lieu of all this. So I'm going to try to put this the best way I can. Let's try to sum up what's happened so far. So I think we can all agree that Rob Manfred didn't handle this the best. So I would just, agree. Where would you say what was his biggest flub? Like where did he go wrong with this whole situation? Uh I think just the punishments that that were handed down mm-hmm. that were it it was supposedly a player driven uh scheme that right. they put together, but what players were impacted by this. Right. Uh so I believe the players kind of got off scot-free. Mm-hmm. I believe now that's what we're seeing with the other players that weren't on the Astros now voicing their their opinions and not retaliating by being hit seven times the first week of spring training. <laughs> Which has been hilarious. Uh, but I, I think there was a whole disconnect with how the owners got punished and the players got punished and then with their apology mm-hmm. was uh i think was deserved uh what is the word i'm trying to think of it was it was deserving of an academy award for best comedic performance yeah like it wasn't so. <laughs> nothing about the apology was legit at all and it was Whoever, like, I don't know if, uh, I feel like every team has, like, a PR department and everything like that, right? So, whoever the Astros' PR department is, like, whoever's in charge of that, the people involved in that, I think they should all be immediately, like, fired. Because this was, it was, like, a collection of, like, okay, let's have one screw-up, and then they just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Because when you have, I believe, Jim Crane spoke first yes. at the press conference, and you mm-hmm. have him speak for as long as he spoke, and he basically starts the, I mean, starts the, uh, the whole press conference by pretty much, you know, uh, reading his written speech and saying that he feels like that none of these things impacted the actual outcome of the season. He feels that the World Championship, they they deserve it, they want it, and everything like that. And then, like the first couple of questions you get. You know, someone grills them, and it's like, how can you say that this didn't impact the game when it's clear that you guys had an unfair advantage, when it's clear that the numbers prove that you guys were unbeatable at home? I believe that playoff, the only game they lost at home was game uh, – it was the Alex Wood game. Okay. Which I, I don't know if that was game six because game five was, was the Kershaw game. Yes. So I think that was game six. Game six was the only game they lost – at home all postseason. And still to this day, I don't even know how they lost that one. Yeah. Because I, I feel like either the Dodgers finally figured it out with the sign stealing or whatever, or they just had a, like, he was so unhittable that it just didn't matter. Yeah. You know, like, um, <clears throat> but they were, uh, what, 11-1 and one at home. Their offensive numbers at home were ridiculous compared to on the road. And then, you know, he's being grilled, and he's like, Okay, I can I can say that. Yeah, it probably had had an effect. Like, no, you just said in your written statement, this had no effect, and now you're going back and be like, yeah, it had an effect, like and everything like that, which basically invalidates everything you just said. So you should stop talking right now. And then he kept digging the hole for himself, and then his players came up when Altuve, which first of all I didn't understand why it was just those two, because I get that they're like the so they were the main people right, involved. Right, I get that, but. Clearly, like you said, this was player-driven. This was the whole team. How, why not? Which I'm, you know, because we, we see it when uh, 
what sad sadly when like players die right you have the whole team at the press conference and usually it's like um you'll have like the whole team stand up there or you'll have like five to six players stand up there as like representation for the team and the team sitting down right in whatever right they were outside of their spring training facility so the whole team could have just stood out there but they had Bregman and Altuve do it and they read these two bullcrap speeches and that in total took about two minutes like I I would think probably about two minutes yeah right so and then it's basically it's no accountability it's no sort of like uh hey we're like the whole team is devastated and everything like that it was pretty much just blanket statements of um this happened you know uh I'm ashamed let's just move on like what yeah <laughs> like and then you get to the point where they they have this bullcrap press conference and then you move towards uh, now they're getting like the you know their candid interviews off during spring training and you have Carlos Correa just sounding off and being like you know it's it's BS that Carlos Beltran is being thrown under the br- uh, thrown under the bus it's BS that um, you know you guys are targeting Jose Altuve it's BS and everything so he's basically the work that they people might seem like that that they just did was being uh, honest. He just is now ruining that by saying, like, no, this is BS. This is all bull crap. Like, um, you guys don't know the truth. You guys don't know how, how much anything was involved and everything like that. And to me at that point, it was pretty much like now that we did what we were supposed to do, now screw all you guys. We're gonna, now I'm going to start defending my teammates. It doesn't matter anymore. We won. Deal with it. Yeah. And that's something to me that just – and then you have uh, Josh Reddick. Josh Reddick is a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like I just don't. I, I never liked. Him. Like I don't. I, I, when he was on Oakland, yeah. I was just like oh, he just mm. <laughs> like there. There's nothing. He has no redeeming qualities <laughs> as a person. Like I, and I've tried because because we had Josh Reddick during the. Uh, was he in the tw- yeah he will no no was it, it was twenty sixteen I think fifteen or sixteen so fifteen or sixteen Dodgers got him with, with Rich Hill and Rich Hill obviously came over and pitched lights out but Josh Reddick was supposed to be like that oh he's the bat that the Dodgers need and he did awful in the playoffs I mean it was terrible and to the point where you know us as fans because we have that right when we pay our hard on hard on earned money to see this you know we booed him because he did nothing and I remember he Josh Reddick he ended up blaming Dodger fans for like his terrible performance in the playoffs and said that pretty much basically like uh you know he doesn't know any fan base is home like why the home fans would boo their players and everything like that and he made it just like this whole crusade against us like we're such bad people for so maybe he's a mastermind behind it all maybe he's like we're gonna be against the dodgers so let's get a glade trash can two bats an iphone and a team <laughs> but and then he goes to the astros in 17 and he wins the World Series, uh, hits a little better because he's that trash. Um, and now he's acting as if, like, oh, no, I will not admit to anything. Nothing matters. Uh, I won my, my my championship. All you guys are stupid for even, like, trying to get information on this. I don't care and everything like that. And it's like, you're the main dude who is, like, making this worse for your team because you're going out and, like, calling out other people saying you're stupid and I'm like, you're making this worse. So I like at, at a point, I didn't know if he was trying to like kind of be the guy who's like, I'm gonna be the leader of this, and I'm gonna make myself a target so that it'll take the 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 pressure off of, off of the other players or or their younger players and whatever. But then I'm like, no, he's just a dick. Yeah, there's nothing. He's not. Well, what I find what I found comical about uh, Carlos Correa's interviews because there's been multiple is how he's going in depth like, oh, it was a tattoo. His <laughs> wife didn't like it. And there was no buzzer, and he didn't want to get that his tattoo because his wife was upset because what grown man takes another man's shirt off? So, and it just was going on and on about that. And then, anytime they were asked a question, well, no, no, it, well, no, this is how it is. It's like, no, we hear the we hear the bangs in the videos. We <laughs> we hear the whistles. You hear the whistles. You there's evidence. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not what you heard. And that's why it made no sense because. I believe he had an interview like right before spring training started where he was pretty much taking accountability. He was just like, yeah, you know, it sucks as a team. He was like, you know, um, it's something I think like to paraphrase his words, it's pretty much something he was like, we all did it, you know, and if we feel bad and everything like, but we should just, you know, do what we can to move forward. 
And then it went from like, I was like, okay. And then the next day it was like, you know what, screw it. Nah, like, you know, I'm defending all my guys now. Like, and I'm like, what? Like, what are you doing? And then, like, you bring up the whole, uh, when he said what grown man's take, grown man takes off another man's shirt. I'm like, we're in a sport where grown men slap each, each other's ass. Yeah, slap each like, other on uh, the butt. Hey. Um, they have, uh, like, Dodger players, they have a certain, uh, like, handshake where, uh, shout out to Kike Hernandez, but, like, he'll, he'll literally, uh, they'll, uh, thrust their crotches into each other <laughs> like this is this is a real uh thing like this is baseball like this happens and i'm like you're saying now you're trying to use the excuse of like oh his wife was uncomfortable with them because taking i off did his it shirt. i did it one time and like it just it doesn't make any sense and i think the icing on the cake was and i want to know what you felt about this when there was two big things. It was when Manfred came out and he pretty much put the mandate that there would be no retaliation against the Astros, which well, I'll let you get to that part. And then the biggest thing to me is when he called the World Series trophy a piece of metal. Yes. So I, the whole where he was like, well, this is no retaliation. I feel like now you're going to be, if you're a player and you, most pitchers pitch inside. Right. So if you hit one, are they going to start saying every time they get beamed, it's retaliation? Right. Regardless if it is, if it's not. You know there's going to be some players that are just going to go out and be like, I'm hitting first pitch. I don't like Right. Just get and it that, and Exactly. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, hey, guess what? You did the, you did the, pun- you did the crime. Now you should face up to the punishment. Right. When it starts getting out of hand where it's, like, jeopardizing lives and careers, right? then you step in. But you, all you're doing now is pretty much saying, don't do this. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> you're telling me not to do something that you know we're going to do regardless of the right. fact and all that. So I, I don't agree with him saying that speech because, like I said... I there with all the punishments handed down. There's stuff that I feel that's not clear. Why? Like, why did Mike Fires speak up? Mm-hmm. What What drove him to speak up? Yeah. Because he was left off the team, right there, and or oh hey, you know, I want to resign, and they I were like no. Nah. No, I I want to know what drove him because obviously he was like, well, it's not right. You got a ring on your hand, and right. you even said I'm not giving it back. But why would you go into the, uh, the to blast your team? We all know there's there's cheating in baseball. We know everybody mm-hmm. has. It's like watching Major League and Will Harris yeah. or uh, Harris, the pitcher, has all that stuff over yeah. his body and jalapeno in his nose. Yeah. We know that happens. Right. And I'm okay with that because it's it's the players. The players adapted to it, but when right. you have such an unfair advantage where you can't adapt. And you're not, and it's like, I feel like you've benefited from this. Why are you not saying anything? And then when the commissioner talks about the trophy mm-hmm. being a piece of metal, then no, you should, if I was a player and I won it this year, I would, I would not go on the podium when, no, it's, no you know, it's a piece of metal. Well, you can give it to us off the stage in the, in our clubhouse yeah. after all the cameras are gone. Yeah. I would not go up there and, and accept it. Right. It's like, don't. Now, like, oh, we won. Like, no, don't don't put yourself in our moment. Yeah. Now, you just said you don't care about this trophy. Move. And isn't it the commissioner's trophy? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> makes no sense. Uh, but I'm like, I, if, if I was, like, the manager or, like, the team, I'd be like, no, you move. You let our, like, team, you know, like, you let our GM or whoever hand us this trophy. We celebrate because you don't care about this. Like, and I feel like he would have no – if he had, like – uh, like if he had a gripe about that, I'd be like, "You're insane!" Because you yeah. just, you just pretty much degraded your whole sport and saying like this thing that we work for means nothing. When majority of the players, obviously, athletes want paid, right? But once they get paid, they want the hardware, right? So you're saying, and and not saying that, oh, hey, if I'm just a beeline player, I, I know I'm never going to get paid. I want right. hardware, right? And because so all these people work. 18, 20 years to fine-tune their craft for a piece of metal. Right. It's like, makes no sense. And then them winning that piece of metal will equal more money. Yes. So it's like it's like this whole circle that you're pretty much saying, like, okay, don't care about winning. 
because you'll still get paid anyway. But it's like you won't. And we saw it because the, the team who didn't win in 2017, the Dodgers or whatever, their star players, the majority of them, um, because, well, our star players were, were younger, so it doesn't matter. But, like, we had players in, in contract years, like you, Darvish, like his free agency went awful that 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 uh, off season after that, and I get it, you know, because he technically he pitched bad in two World Series games, but he didn't, you know, like he had two games that were comp like compromised. Yeah. But it took him all the way to like the beginning of spring training for the Cubs to be like, okay, we'll give you six years, and not to mention like just talking about the figures like psychologically, and that was the thing that came out right before spring training that made me mad personally, right? Um. Because, like, yeah, I get Manfred saying what he said and, like, the whole, like, don't know retaliating thing. He pretty much put a target on that team's back. Because now you're telling people, because I believe that baseball is the only sport that polices itself. I don't, yeah. I don't feel like there's any other sport that does that, right? Yeah. Uh, and sometimes they do it awfully. And sometimes, you you know, you have teams like the Cardinals and certain teams that feel like they're, like, the moral high ground of baseball. And we know what's right and what everything, when, which they don't. But, like, you have these teams that choose to go out and be like, no, we have to make sure that the game is played right. So you tell a whole team or, like, organizations, like, don't do anything. So Manfred pretty much saying that uh, there's no retaliation against the, the Astros at all. He pretty much put, like, them in jeopardy because he put a huge target on their back. But also he pretty much told Major League Baseball, mm -hmm. like, it was, like, the weirdest things because he's like, okay, everyone – pretty much agrees that you didn't have a strong enough hand in the punishment against them because we didn't get what, what I feel like all baseball fans wanted, except probably Astro fans, which is, yeah, okay, we get the fines. We get people were suspended for, for a year and everything like that. People were fired. But we just need this title to be removed from them. That's, that's all we want. <clears throat> so what do you think should – what do you think the punishment should have been? Punishment should have been I was cool with the fines because I know that – you can only go so much. People who are calling for, like, the death penalty for the Astros and stuff, which is, like, college football death penalty, yeah. um, that's not going to happen. No. Like, so we can just get off that right now. But I was cool with the fines. I would have preferred if you really wanted to make it hurt because uh, I think they lost the first-round pick of this year's draft. And, and I think and then it's the first two, right. first and second for the next two years unless they don't have a pick because of – Trades, the or, trades or the compensation, right. drafts, whatever, and then it just rolls over to the next year. Right. So I would have preferred that their uh, their draft pool money was cut severely, and I've also would have preferred like a little steeper punishment for for their draft because we look at baseball as a game of of inches, a game of, of like also a game of history, right? In in the history books it doesn't say anything next to the Astros. It just says that they won a championship, but everyone who remembers the season or who at least who was, who was alive for this, we know how they did it, right? So I'm like, they have to at least feel it for a couple of years. They can't just get off and be like, you know, slap on the wrist, don't do this again. We all know. And, like, now you have to live in shame, but they don't live in shame because I still got my money. I still got my bonus. It doesn't matter. I got my contract. They can't take it back now, you know, for whatever reason. And then I, I would have wanted that title to be vacated i'm a dodger fan i do not want that title so for, for like the whole the, the out here in la for the city council to be like they voted that you know it should go to the dodgers that's ridiculous my like, thing with that is i think the title should be vacated yes i do not think the dodgers should be given the title just because no one knows what the outcome would be right of any of it. We don't even know if it would have been the Astros. I, we still would have won. No. Well, that's what you say. <laughs> we won seven with cheaters. But, right. but with that, I, I'm, I'm like you said, I'm okay with all that. I just feel the players aren't being punished enough. Right. Oh, I'm gonna take a couple balls in the back. Their statistics for being hit this year are gonna, gonna be, be hilarious. It's gonna be funny. <laughs> but when. What what's really happening to these players? If these are these players that they know are on an investigation mm -hmm. and all that, why aren't they suspended? PEDs, you're suspended. Why right. aren't you suspended for cheating? Yeah. So, and a lot of people I've been hearing is like, well, why is uh, Pete Rose not able to come back? Because he cheated and it's not as severe. Pete Rose didn't even cheat. But, but I look at it this way. I think the players should be suspended. I think if... Hey, guess what? You're starting the year first eighty games with 
That because isn't that how you? Uh, yeah. your, isn't your first offense? It's like eighty. Eighty games. And then your second offense is a whole season. So why aren't we doing the first eighty games for Bregman, Altuve, and then you can go even go to well, I don't even know if Gaddis is signed anywhere. I don't know. Uh, is 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 uh is Guri uh Ioneski, Guri also on their team? I th- I'm not too sure. Like, how much I know about the because uh, I'm like uh, if he's still on the team, he would have to get yeah, you're, punished. And, and you're even going to go to t- and some of the players like Mareznik, who's on the Mets now, right? And all that. I uh, I think there should be punishments for Gonzalez, players. who's on the Twins, Marwin Gonzalez. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, um, and it will affect these other teams. But at that point, that's when the owners of those other teams file grievances with the MLB against these other owners of the Astros. And then that fine of $5 million now, I'm going to be paying a lot more because I had to pay the grievance for these other teams. Right. And, yeah, it's it's not fair for these other teams to get wrapped up into it. But you sign the player. And if any owner or anybody in the major league office is saying that, no, we didn't know about any cheatings going on. Then it's BS. It's BS. So they knew, and they knew who they signed. Yeah. My only concern now with all the Astros are the people who just signed this year or the rookies. Like, hey, thanks for beating me in the head. <laughs> I, I wasn't even I was, here. I was even high school. <laughs> like, I was watching this when this happened. Yeah, so. But the see, that's the like. I agree with punishing the players. But I feel like the reason he didn't go that far was because of what transpired. Like the people on the team aren't there anymore, right? So it does have to go to that to that far of a of a punishment, which I would like them to be punished. But I look at it kind of like how how are we going to yeah. do this and make it fair? Because you also have to think about like like I said, uh, Marwin Gonzalez is on the is on the Twins. Yeah, he's been the only person from that team who's been like we cheated. Yeah. I'm sorry, like he's been he's been very upfront, yeah. like about it. So I would feel bad if he got punished, like. But he's been the one I was like, I admitted it, like yeah. you know, like and uh, and then and then you you have to go on the aspect of pitchers because pitchers they weren't hitters, they weren't involved yeah. in that, right? They were just doing their thing. But even though, oh Verlander, <laughs> I oh knew buddy, <laughs> like like one of the biggest clowns throughout this whole situation because he said nothing was Verlander. Justin Verlander, who I don't know if I ever told you the story where I uh, sat behind uh, Justin Verlander at a restaurant. Uh, it was some place in L.A. and uh, was it bougie? Um, no, it was like it was like an in the cut place, okay. you know. Um, but uh, uh, I was with my fiance, and then I'm like looking over, and I'm like that, like because I recognized his wife first. I was like, she looks familiar, and then I was like, so we're all eating dinner. And I, I tell my, my girl, and I'm like, hey, I think that's that's Kate Upton. And then she was like, really? And then she looks her up, and then, of course, like, my wife is very funny because she doesn't – she never likes to make it obvious when she looks at people. So she always tries to make, like, does, like, these slide things or whatever. But me, she's like, oh, that, that's so-and-so. I'm like, who? <laughs> she's like, don't make it obvious. <laughs> I'm like, well, they, they don't care. Like, so, this person? <laughs> right here? Right, right here? Come on. <laughs> Just following her. <laughs> you're, talking about, you're talking about her. Right, <laughs> right here, right? Um <laughs> But uh, she, uh, I was like, that's Kate Upton. And then she looked up, she, she was like, oh, that is her. And then I was like, she was like, who's the guy that, that uh, she's with? And then I, I looked and I was like, that's Justin Verlander. I was more like, oh, my God, it's Justin Verlander, right? So this is like right before he got traded. This is like, I don't, it was because we had lost to the, it was the night um, we lost to the Cubs in 2016. Okay. So it was the night we lost to the Cubs. Um, we, we went to that restaurant and he was right there. And I was like, I had said right there, I was like, the Dodgers get him next year. I was like, World Series. And then fast forward, we traded for, uh, you know, Rich Hill and everything and like that. Oh, no, who did we trade for that? It was Darvish. We, yeah. uh, we, we, we traded for Darvish, and then Verlander went to the Astros. And then watching that, how it played out was just funny. But now knowing what happened, Verlander, for all the, everyone out there who's listening, who, who knows Justin Verlander, uh, he's been very vocal about cheating in baseball. He's been like, again, a, he's been a super morale guy. And he's like, people are cheating. This is wrong. You have to po- start policing baseball. You can't allow these things. He's very quick to point out other people he feels like that are other people or teams he feels that are cheating. And now his team, the team that he won a World Series championship with, 
the team that you know he pitched to that because because he was the best pitcher on that team that 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 postseason. Um, and then even when he got traded over, um, he has been silent throughout all of it. So do you think his him being silent is more of a way like I'm gonna look foolish if now I come out and start saying like, hey, we we cheated because he was such an advocate for it. I think he's just like his agent was like, you do not say anything. <laughs> no, you you look at let's rewind and watch what you were saying before. Now you're in this situation. Don't say anything. He is like I said. A lot of these these players, it, 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 I, I'd feel the same way about Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer has been saying that he's been the number one person who's been calling out the Astros since like 2016, and he's like. This team does some, some stuff. Also, he's been he's been like Verlander too. Like he's been very open. He's like everyone cheats. He's like everyone cheats. Like he's been saying, and he's been like lambasted. People have called him like a sore loser. People have called him like a, a lot of people just called him like a like a because he's very smart. I forgot what school he went to, but he's like they, they called him. Oh, he went to UCLA, right? He went, I, don't he, remember. I think he pitched with Garrett Cole. Um, but anyway, um, they they you know said that he was uh like he was a nerd and all all these things, right? And then he was right throughout the whole situation, right? If Trevor, if it came out tomorrow that Trevor Bauer is like a PD user and everything like that, I'm like he should stand up on that the same platform. He says all these things. He's standing up and be like, look, yes, I cheat. All right, and it's because X, Y, Z, and I, I, I'd, I'd at least be like, I understand. For Verlander to take the stance that he took, which is he pointed the finger at everybody, all, like all this cheating and all these things and everything like that, and then to stay quiet lets me know that not only did you not say anything, you were complicit throughout this whole scheme, and you just wanted to win. So that lets me know that now, from ever on, as a fan, your your comments mean nothing to me. So what do you what do you feel about? The 2007 Ast- or 2017 Astro players, obviously Verlander is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. What do you feel about other players on that team? And because if Bregman goes away, he's still going. Mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. Right. So what do you think their legacy? These players. Do you think after five years everyone's just going to forget, or do you think this is going to be with them the rest of their their careers? Uh, America as a society has a super short-term memory, but I feel like as long as they attach themselves to the Astros, so basically as long as they're on the team, it's going to stick with them. Like, and I feel like a lot of those players are having like backdoor conversations with their, with their agents, things like that. And they're thinking of like plans to be like, all right, I got to get out of here because you got to also look at it too, for the players that are on that team, like Bregman, you know, he became a star these last two postseasons. And now he he was like a, he was kind of like the advocate like like we talked about before of the whole like let the kids play. He was one of those people who was shown the most on that. He's been very flamboyant, he's been very cocky like and you know uh because of certain things uh I feel like race plays a big part of it. Like he's allowed to be like that and they're just like oh, no no, he he has swagger and he plays the game right and all these all these things like that. So now finding out that no, he's a cheater. Anything he does this year, they're, they're gonna, like the general public is going to associate it with cheating. Still, right? Until he goes to another team, he goes to another, another team, and the still balls out. Then it's like, okay, it goes to the same thing as we have with Bonds, A Rod, and all these people who took PEDs or whatever. That it's like, okay, look, they cheated, but also he's just that good too. So now, of course, if you help someone who's that good to cheat, they're going to be in, like amazing. But you know, like we, without cheating, he's still a great player. And things like that. But as long as they're on the team, that goes for Correa, that goes for Altuve, that goes for uh, whoever else is left. Okay, Okay. now with the George Springer being a free agent next year, mm-hmm. where do you think, is he going to resign with the Astros or do you think he's going somewhere else? Uh, it would depend on the season he has. If he has a trash season, I feel like then he they would give him like a home team discount. Type of type of contract, and then he'll resign. Because even though on paper the Astros are still a very awesome, yeah, team. they should they should run through the AOS. Still. Yeah, still, and I just feel like this. If these players are all lumped together and cheating, mm-hmm. I would just say, I would. We're we're gonna anywhere we go, <laughs> we're gonna have that. We attention. ride together, we die and, together. And you figure how Bad many, boys how many for players life. are actually 
being forgiving over any of this. We're getting, like, Trout never speaks to anybody about anything, and he's voicing his opinion. Yeah. Obviously, Cody Bellinger yeah. with his lovely My speech. guy started it all. And, uh, but yeah, so I, I feel like, <laughs> dang, man. We were, like, right under the plate. No, no. <laughs> it's like, come on! Yeah. In Ontario. It's like, what? Y'all talking about the Astros? I agree! It's our team. Team plays on baseball. Hey, guys, I got something for your podcast. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, we'll go. Where were we? <laughs> um, shit. Is that Springer? Well, we could just go on to. Okay. Uh, but oh, um, you were talking about they should stick together. Yeah. I so uh, I believe the Astros will stick together. I don't think they'll they'll separate at just because of now they're like you said we're in it together we're. We ride and die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're here. So the thing about that, and here's my fear, right? My fear is that because they are such a good team that they end up running the table and then they end up back in the World Series, which if they end up back in the World Series, this will be the biggest, like, I feel like this will be the biggest blow to baseball since probably like the 94 strike because that then it means that not only did the – uh not only did, did the cheating not matter, not only did everything we did not matter, but they still beat everybody to get back in this position. Now they got to lose. It's literally like a I, – I attribute it to, like, wrestling, where, like, it's, like, literally like the Iron Sheik versus Hulk Hogan. Like, the Iron Sheik is, like, built as, like, this crazy – he's from a different country, and he's bad, and we have this all-American hero. He should stop him. And that's the kind of – the Astros are, are the Iron Sheik. And it's, like, they can't come back. They can't because they've done all this stuff. We know they do it. Like, they can't make it back here. But then just imagine, I feel like that would honestly be, like, the most watched World Series. Because everyone's... And that's what I was going to say. With how the commissioner, his all his reports and all his press conferences and all this, do you feel like any of this was manufactured to draw in ratings, to make it, hey, we have to... we. We need to draw in ratings. To get uh, so Ooh. it's like, as a conspiracy theorist, like, is this a legit thing? Or is this to, hey, we Jerry Springered this a little, and yeah. now we're going to run with it. That's why he did the punishments the way he did it. Because, like, for us, baseball, um, at least during the postseason, baseball uh, ratings have been on the rise. However, everyone says that baseball is a is a quote unquote dying sport because there's no new blood. There's no uh, like the younger kids don't want to play baseball. They want to play football or basketball or whatever. Um, so that's a that's a good theory that he just decided. You know what? Let's because it's funny because on social media, the, baseball is getting the most talk I think exactly. ever. Exactly, and also people and, are saying like this is gonna be the best and, baseball season and if ever. You notice like the, watching the highlights or watching any of the. Spring training games. Some of these teams are just like they're packed. You're just right. like, what? No, what? <laughs> like, but obviously, the some of the teams are still like, oh, right, hey, like we're right. Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, I never count Tampa Bay out. They have like they have players that you never even heard of, and they yes. still make it. Which I'm like, yes. what? Um, but uh, shout out to G Man Troy, <laughs> man. Um, uh, let's just let's kind of let's table this for right now. So. I feel like it's going to be an interesting season with that team. They will have – I feel like they're going to be like the Cowboys of the uh, of, of baseball where it's like it's all this controversy, but you got to watch them because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what fight's going to break out. You don't know whatever. So it's going to be interesting. But you brought up how all these teams are stacked. Let's get to – The offseason. Offseason winners and losers. All uh, right. Let's go with winners first. I'll, I'll let you go first. Give me, right. your, give me your five winners. So number number five – I will say I think number five winner was the Cincinnati Reds. Mm. I figured they they picked up Castellanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got uh, who else did they get? Uh, they got they, well. Uh, they got, I know they got Bauer, Bauer. Uh, but that was last. Yeah. Well, uh, that, was toward, that was during the trade deadline. Yeah. But that's that's a big pickup. Uh, uh, Mustakis. Yeah. Um, uh, 
it seems like with the, the, all the Astro stuff, it always clouds all the yeah. other stuff. Um, but I feel, I feel like they got the players where they needed. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like if Joey Votto has an awesome season, a great comeback season, mm-hmm. then I think they're playoff ready. Uh, Joey Votto is one of those players who he is great for baseball, but also he's awful for baseball. He's great for baseball because if you put him on like if you play for any other team, that dude is like primetime television because one, he's hilarious. Two, he doesn't care. Like, but then also he does care, but it's just like he doesn't care like you would feel like a superstar would care. Like he 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 messes with fans. He trash talks fans. He'll like I've seen him so many times. Uh, anytime they play the Dodgers, where he'll like fake throwing a ball in the stands. Like he'll come up to like a fan and he'll catch a foul ball and then he'll be like, "And eh, no, like, he'll just walk off." <laughs> like he's like he's awesome because he just does this. Even like when he comes up to bat, he'll be like talking and trash the fans, to the ump, like, to the fans, fans or the right ump or whatever. Him, yeah. Like he's awesome, but he's one of those weird players where he's like. I'm not gonna go anywhere else. I'm fine in Cincinnati. I have all this power here. I'm the I'm the franchise guy, so it doesn't matter. But you because you would feel like he's so good, he would have already been like trade me, trade. Oh, like I want to yeah. be out of here. But he hasn't done that, and now finally, hopefully, his team has now built itself back up so he can get back to the playoffs. So yeah, that that season I feel like does ride on Joey Votto. So I agree with that. So, so who's your number five? My five, not my number five, is the Nationals. The Nationals, because they, for the most part, kept their team intact. And also, they had the Nationals won this year off their pitching. They still have Strasburg. They still have Corbin. They still have Scherzer. So, to me, it's going to be the same thing. Are, are, are they going to win the, win the AL East? Probably not. But do they have a great chance at the wild card? Do they have a great chance to do exactly what they did uh, this or last year? Yeah. So, I feel like... The one thing they needed to do, which was get Strasburg back, which I thought wasn't going to happen, they did it. So, to me, they're a number five because it puts them in a great position, not only to repeat, but they didn't have to sacrifice a lot of uh, of their future. The, the, they, they went all in on their dude. They know him. So, it's not like something where it's like it's someone who, like, they didn't go all in on, you know, Cole. They know Strasburg. They know how to control them. They know everything about that. So they have their team. So I, I give number five to the Nationals. Number four on my list is the Nationals for that reason. I feel like uh, they kept their team intact, like you said. The only downside is no Rendon, yeah. of course. But I feel like they have people that could essentially take over the position. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, I believe pretty much what you said for the Nationals. I totally agree with, and that's why I've met four. And uh, I was I was gonna say I feel like uh, even though he's been a, he's been an All Star uh, recently, uh, I want to say recently, but Trey Turner is due yes. to really break out, and I feel like because there is no Rendon, he's gonna step up a little more. So I'm looking for him to have a big season. But for my number four, it was the Yankees. Okay, the Yankees because you got. The game changer. You got the best pitcher out there. Did you overpay? Yeah. Uh, did you? Is the contract unfavorable? Yeah. But if you win the World Series, does it matter? No. So I mean, but again, that move really does hinge on if they win the World Series or yes. not. And like, uh, especially if, such in New York being such a big market. Right. If, if you don't win the World Series. Everything, everything's a bust. You, you, yeah. you're, you're, you're done. Right. Yeah. So they set themselves up for that contract is basically untradeable. Um, he has to perform, and he can't get hurt. And they need to win a chip. I would say in the next three to five. If they don't, that would be looked at as one of the worst contracts. Well, not just that, but the, also the Stanton trade. Yeah, and they're, all that. It's. They have a lot riding on if they don't win in the next three to five. Yeah. I would say three years. Yeah. Uh, and speak about three, number three team is the Yankees for me. Okay. On just based off of Garrett Cole being the best pitcher available at the time, uh, the Yankees really didn't need any offensive help. Mm. They needed pitching. And Th- they lost Didi, though, even though yeah. Didi, he was hurt most of the season. Yeah. They lost Didi at shortstop. But I think with getting Cole – makes them so much better in the East. Right. Uh, 
But like you were saying, if they don't win, it's a bust. Yeah. And as long as no more people get injured for the Yankees this mm-hmm. off season, this spring training season, then I think they should be they should be a contender for the World Series. Yeah, but it's always it's always a, a crapshoot with with especially the AL playoffs because we never know. Um, who's your number three? My number three, uh, and this was I, I when I was like actually like looking over and thinking about this because uh, we were going to talk about this i had forgot how many like good moves that this team made even though they were a great team last year the twins the twins won over 100 games last yes. year and they they got significantly better which is hard one they're a small market team yes. and the way they're doing this is hilariously awesome because it's proving that people who say like oh you know it's not fair uh, that these big market teams can do all this net look at the twins the twins they sucked for years We'll be honest, they sucked for years, but they had the right uh, uh, um, front office. They drafted well. They held on to all their players. And now you see the fruits of their labor where they have this great young core. Um, and now they added uh, on, a, on a super lower, low incentive but high reward deal for Rich Hill because he's supposed to be back around, like, all-star Asian break. Yeah, like... There. Um, they got Kenta Maeda to shore up their rotation because that was their biggest Achilles heel in the playoffs was the rotation. Uh, <clears throat> they got Donaldson. Yeah. Which is like... Which I didn't even think he, they were like, we even had a shot. Yeah, we're going to pull like, the trigger hey, on that. Everyone was offering you $100 million. You're going to Minnesota. Yeah, like, and then the thing about Donaldson is... For I think for fans he's great. Yes. However, the things I've heard and read about him because I remember when the Dodgers were in talks to like possibly he's going to come over, a lot of people said that like team teammate wise, it's either you love him or you hate him. Yeah. Which I was like that might be a thing in Minnesota because they have such a young core and they all like came up together for yeah. for the most part. And then you put someone who has a personality like him in that clubhouse because they said that he didn't do. Like he was kind of hit. He was more miss with the Braves than he was yeah. hit. Like so, it, it, that's my only fear with that. They have a great team on paper, but Donaldson being in that clubhouse might be a little because he's 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 also flamboyant and also he's pretty intense. So it might rub people the wrong way. But that was my number three. All right, my number two, and this is where I think I think our one and two may be the same. Okay, it just in different orders. Number two is the Dodgers. Okay. So, uh, okay. So I believe the Dodgers were the second best offseason team. Uh, okay. Obviously, you got one of the premier outfielders. Top three. I would say easily top three. And with that being said, you probably have the top two or top th- two of the top three yeah, on, your, on the team. Yeah. Uh, and I think David Price is due for a good, a good season. season. Uh, it pains me to say this, and you might have a heart attack, so we should get the EMTs online. I do believe the Dodgers will win it all this year. Uh, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say just, anything. Well, maybe I'm hoping my curse will <laughs> jinx them. Uh, shut up. Just because that, that move, like I was, before that move, I was ready to say Dodgers were the worst. Yeah, off season, yeah, I was gonna be and mad. what they did was they got this one of the top three players mm-hmm. and a pitcher who's still who's going to be their number three, yeah. who would be a number one in like any other, any other, like, almost any oh, other team, exactly. Yeah. Uh, for like, here's a bag of Cheetos <laughs> and a couple pogs. This lint in a, my pocket, yeah. <laughs> and it was just ridiculous what they got for it, and I think it was awesome for the Dodgers and the fans alike. Now, it's, I honestly am excited to see how they do this year. Uh, for me, my number two was the Dodgers. Yes, my Dodgers were, were number two. Um, I'm just going to roll off the moves that we made. We made real fast. Mookie Betts, David Price, Alex Wood, Jimmy Nelson, uh, Broussard, Gatterall. I know I butchered his name, but... I'm just going to call him Gaddy. Um, and uh, people forget Blake Trennan. Um, not only did we shore up our bullpen without doing much of anything, but we got so much pitching depth 
for next to nothing. Like Alex Wood, sands his season with the Reds is a good pitcher. Well, what did they sign him? What one year, four million? Yeah, like one year, four. They, we got Jimmy Nelson for one one year, two. two. Like two million. Who was the Brewers like number two a yeah. year ago? Um, and of course, with those deals, like Alex Wood is healthy right now, and of course he has all his friends back, so we should expect him to have a great season. Jimmy Nelson is is he's kind of dealing with some nagging injuries right now, but if he pitches how he pitches, we have a great number five, right? So you kind of look at our team, and then you throw on top. Like I I felt with those moves, I was like, all right. I know what's going to happen. We're going to go into the offseason, I mean, go into the spring training with those moves, and then we'll probably try to pick up Lindor bets at, at the uh, all-star break. And then you just break out with not only do we pick up Price, but we pick up, like you said, top three player in baseball, an actual game changer, someone who – a five-tool player, someone who actually likes playing the game of baseball. I don't want to say that Manny Machado doesn't like playing the game of baseball, but I feel like he doesn't care at times. Yeah. Um uh, and you have someone like that on your team now who wants to win, who wants to get back to that uh, promised land of a title. And I felt like it was it was due for us because um, this is just this might be something bold, but I feel like the Dodgers and the city of L.A. finally has that figure who can um, I don't want to say replace, but Mookie Betts can be the closest thing we have to a. Kobe Bryant type figure in LA. I know we have Mike Trout. I know Mike Trout is amazing, right? But Mike Trout isn't the personality that a Kobe Bryant is. At least we haven't seen it yet. We don't know because he hasn't had that that type of you know screen time and he and he hasn't been under the, the big lights of the playoffs and everything like that. But Mookie Betts, he has that mentality. So I feel like we're at this might be the closest we get to that. And I feel like if he has a great season and we do what we're supposed to do, I feel like we have a very, very, very good opportunity to re-sign him. Um, with that being said, we have a really good team. <laughs> like, like it's, it's ridiculously good at this point. So I'm just going to keep my predictions to myself. I'm just going to watch this season play out because baseball is very unpredictable. There's injuries. There's stupid situations. There's people who get mad because, oh, I'm not starting or uh, I'm, I'm on the bench. So we're, I'm, we're going to let it play out. But we have a very good team on paper, and I feel like this, this is going to be a very good season for us. But uh, you're number one. My number one, the Angels. <laughs> the Angels. <laughs> The Angels. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. They get one of the best managers in the game. Mm-hmm. They get a need they needed at third base. Mm-hmm. It was Rendon. One of the, probably the number one third baseman right now in the league. Mm. And overall, yeah. overall. Okay. Uh, they get their pitching help they needed. Obviously, they're not big name pitchers, but they're people who will take up innings. They went in for Cole. Mm-hmm. Behind Cole, who was the next best pitcher out there? Every they were in on almost everybody. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they have they traded for Bundy. Mm-hmm. They got Tehran, mm-hmm. and but they were actively trying to fill the holes that the Angels need. The problem with the Angels is injuries. Mm-hmm. They, for some reason, they had luck the worst luck with pitchers and their injuries. Mm-hmm. So hopefully with Joe Madden being there, and it's kind of like he's back. Joe Madden, obviously, in the Angels system before. Right. Now he's in control, I feel, and he's a California guy. I feel it's just going to bring this team together better. As Injuries aside, they're not still going to win the West, but... You guys have a good shot for like that second wild Exactly. Card uh, either one of the wild card spots, or if they ball out, if Otani yeah. comes out back in May pitching and he's lights out again, then then, then, it's, then, interesting. then it's interesting. But I feel like for overall, not not just as because I'm an Angel fan, I feel like they got an, a manager who knows the game, who you could say is one of the top three managers in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got you filled up some voids that you needed. Yes, you didn't spend a lot of money on the pitching, but you went and got Rendon, who adds offense to it, mm-hmm. which the Angels were lacking mm-hmm. last year in, in offense. Yeah. So as long as everyone's healthy this year and 
we start seeing Adderall. Adele, sorry, I call him Adderall. Adderall. <laughs> you off the Addies, man? Uh, Adele, yeah. uh, coming up possibly July. He's going to be that late call up. If he does everything he's supposed to do and pull holes, they're saying it's he's healthy this off this off season. We'll see what happens by May if he's still healthy. Uh, but in terms of all that, I believe that they take the number one spot. Sorry, over. My number one would be the Chicago White Sox. The White Sox did such a great job with uh, just the the additions that they made. Not only made that team better, but they made that team a contender very quickly with adding uh, Keiko, adding Grandal, uh, Encarnacion, adding Gio Gonzalez uh, to shore up that rotation, adding a lot of good pieces to help what they already had, keeping their farm system together. And then they also have prospects that they can trade during the uh, during the trade deadline to make some interesting moves on whatever they need. So I don't expect them to win the Central at all, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Angels-White Sox wild card matchup. I wouldn't be surprised at all. And then if if it goes the way I, I would expect it to go, I would probably say that would end up in Chicago. And I would also probably say I give the, the White Sox a great chance to win that. Check them out. <laughs> <laughs> I give them a great chance to win that if they uh, if they're at home, if they're on the road, then no. But if they're at home with that ballpark and how they know how to play in that ballpark, I give them a great chance. All right. With that being said, who's your number one worst? Oh, we're going straight to one for the loser. One to the loser. Oh, this is woo. This is easy. Uh, the number. I bet one. you we both have it. We, it, it. Same city as your number one and the other one, right? No. Oh, what? No. Um, right. My number one is the Rockies. Okay. The Rockies did nothing. They did nothing this offseason. Like, but of course, people are going to be out there listening to this and like, no, they did something. Like, I don't consider, like, these marginal moves as anything. I'm talking about things that actually improved the team. They did nothing. They did nothing. And they pissed off their franchise player who will now basically, he's pretty much throwing his cards out there. Like, if you don't fix this, I'm going to opt out and I'm leaving. Or he's, he's forced their hand. He's like, trade me. And it's clear, I feel like Nolan, Ar- Nolan Arenado is an L.A. boy. He saw what was going on. He saw the Rockies doing nothing. Right with this team because every year the Rockets have such a good team, but their Achilles' heel is the pitching. Always, like it always, it's either the starting pitching or the bullpen, but it's always their Achilles' heel. Right? They did last year. They put all this money into the bullpen, but they made these moves that just weren't good. Like, and it did nothing. Um, so this year, I can see their front office being like, you know, we're going to be a little more cautious out there, but they still did nothing to shore up anything to actually appease their franchise player. Right. So now you look at uh, you look at their their team now, and Arenado is forcing their hand, and he's like, "You can either trade me, or you can wait until I opt out." But I'm not staying here; I'm opting out. Like, and I feel like what he was trying to do this year, he was trying to angle them to trade him to the Dodgers. I feel like hands down, he was trying to do that. Arenado is an LA boy; he is a Dodger fan. He saw that the Dodgers were looking at third baseman, and he saw his opportunity to be like, hey, y'all, since y'all not doing nothing and you're pissing me off because you guys aren't doing anything and I already signed this contract expecting you guys to do something and you're not, you know what? Trade me because I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to sign here. And then, of course, their, their own, I don't know if it was their GM or their owner, like he said some comments that made him even more mad. And now you have this kind of like this, which is which never ends good in in the uh, in the team's favor. But you have your best player mad, who we don't know how he's gonna perform this season. Like he might, which I I don't think players do this purposely. Sometimes I feel like they they kind of care less, but he might start performing a little worse to get out of there, like because he has no incentive to play well. I I don't see him going that far because like, that just hurts his brand. Right. Uh, but I've we've seen people do it. Of course, but I don't the way he is uh, yeah. his brand. Uh, my number one worst is the Chicago Cubs. Okay. They spent zero dollars <laughs> and zero cents this offseason. Lost their manager. They lost your manager. You were the powerhouse 
in your division. That's gone. Which is gone. Mm-hmm. What? In, in a city where they need a good sports team. Yeah. And, yeah, the White Sox are up and coming. I don't think they're there yet. No. The Cubs were there. Mm-hmm. And they pretty much just said, oh, we sorry. got We got our ring. Sorry. We like, got our ring. And I feel the worst losers of it. Not just the Cubs, but the Cubs fans. Okay. They had such a long hundred years of not winning, and then finally they win it, and it was like, oh, the curse of Bartman's yeah. over, and all this other stuff. We're and, gonna be here for and years now it's to like, come. Oh, hey, here's our manager, that guy, and it's like, what did you do? <laughs> hey, David Ross is the former yeah. Dodger, so I'll give him, I give him a chance. Okay, you give him a chance. But I feel like he's like, what do we do? <laughs> like, but uh, I I can see that. Um, I'll, well, I'll get just want you and for time because I know we're we're towards the end. Yeah. Go through, just go through and give like a quick bullet point on your right. top your bottom All right. so, other four teams. Number two uh, would be the Mets for me. The Mets lost the manager and again did did really nothing. Um, and it's just funny they they put their faith behind someone who was a cheater. They lost them. And now they have a team that's in disarray because they have no manager. Uh, well, they have a manager now. Do they have a manager? Yeah. Now? Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't even think. Of who cares? Name. It's the Mets. Yeah. Um, but they have a they have a manager who's kind of now he's scrambling to get stuff together. Um, they already have players. Uh, Syndergaard, who has been very vocal about uh, the team and what they've done and it's that team that team's a that team's weird man because they like they'll have an off season where they'll get like cespedes or they'll they'll, they'll resign cespedes or whatever and then because okay it's like okay the mets look kind of good and then they'll stink and then they'll do nothing like this year and it's like i don't get this team like i don't get how because you have again we just saw what the nationals just did you have two pitchers that are able to do that but they don't, they're not doing anything to, like, make it happen, yeah. which is really – you're just wasting years of that. Uh, number three is the Cubs. Did nothing. And then the whole Chris Bryant fiasco, which also makes him – he's going to be an interesting piece because if they come out the gate and they're not very well, he's getting traded. Yeah. He's getting traded. And it, whoever he goes to, you know, this this is where I feel like the, the Twins kind of screwed up with Donaldson because they, they just could have waited. They could have got him for a lot no, less. No, I, I think – if Chris Bryant's getting traded, it's going to be to Colorado. It's going to be a swap. They're not going to swap. Yeah. Nah, I'm, I don't know about that. It's going to be a swap. Um, my number four is Cleveland. They traded Kluber, held on to Clevenger. Clevenger's hurt. And uh, didn't trade Lindor. Yep. I get I get Lindor. You know, you can trade him in the in the, during the All-Star break, but I feel like his value was very high right now because there's a lot of teams that needed a shortstop. And need, like, I mean, you had a – who just signed – Didi went to the Phillies? Phillies. Yeah, they they could they could have made that happen. Um, but uh, they another team in the central who was they were coming like you know they had just came off of towards a at least building a dynasty and now it looks like they're kind of just lost and I don't know what Francona is gonna do because now he just lost his number one. Um, they're gonna have a really tough season. And I don't even think they because they wanted to get an a uh, an outfield bat. I don't even think they did that. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, my number five is the Angels, as my losers of the off season because they to me in my opinion they didn't sure up the pitching at all. Uh, they didn't sure up the pitching. They didn't. That was their biggest concern. I I get that they that that they got Rendon, which was a great move. However, I feel like. It's kind of like us. It, it was us in 2018. You can have as much offense as you want, but when it comes down to in those games where you need someone to lock it down and shut it down for you, if you don't have it, it then it and then of course if the other team does, your offense will always get shut down like by good pitching. And they just didn't. I get that Otani's coming back. I get that they have a a, a good rotation, but I don't think they have a good rotation for the playoffs. Or or at least for for a, well, at least winning the division. Yeah, for for a race, right? So that's why they would be my number five. But here here's my sneaker with the Angels, right? They have Joe Madden, and I get that you know California boy was he was basically born in the, in the Angels system and everything like that. However, the thing the knock that Joe Madden now this is two teams he's been on. The knock with Joe Madden is great manager but also very big personality 
he, him and Andrew Friedman pretty much butted heads in Tampa Bay, and that led to them getting rid of Joe Madden, and they kept Friedman, but then Friedman ended up walking. Everyone thought that since, uh, you know, Dave Roberts had such a bad playoffs that the Dodgers were going to fire Dave Roberts and then hire Joe Madden. But it's clear that Friedman's like, nah, I'm not doing Joe Madden again. The Cubs with uh, um, Epstein. Epstein? Yep. Yeah. Um, that sounds weird now because of what happened. <laughs> um, uh, the Cubs with Epstein, same thing. Kind of started to butt heads towards the end with Joe Madden. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but when you have an owner like Moreno, who's very, like, he's 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 eccentric, to put it in, I guess, the best way I can. When you have an owner like him and you have a manager like that who's like, look, I know what needs to be done. has to go this way, that way, and the third. And you have an owner who's like, yeah, I don't care. Um, it Y'all might run into a, to a problem. That's all I'm going to say. All right. So I'll just go through my, my bottom four. Uh Obviously, the Cubs were my number one. Number two, the Phillies. I think the Phillies are paying great money for a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. They're not. They should. They overpaid for Wheeler. Yeah, he was uh, smashed though. I feel like he's a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Not a great pitcher. Not no. worth the money. On a uh, on a on a on a good team. He's a, he's a yeah. number three. Yes. Um, number three, the Indians. I feel like they really they're. If to me it feels like a starter rebuild, mm-hmm. uh, but where this team was last year was like, hey, we're possibly going to make it, yeah. and all this, and I feel like that they're not doing enough, and I just feel from living back east, I kind of feel bad for Cleveland. It's like, hey, you got your championship with LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. Leaves. That's all the the yeah. only sport you're going to get championship win right now until things change in the future. Uh, the Padres, I believe, are number four worst. They they did moves mm-hmm. and they were they were nice moves, but you just you just spent the year before three hundred million dollars on, on Manny Machado. On Manny Machado, the year before that two hundred and some million on it, Eric Hosmer. So you're spending all this money and now you're just like, Oh well God, we'll get Garrett Richards. <laughs> and I love Garrett Richards being an Angel fan and him being that, but it's like you got Garrett Richards. Right. If he's healthy, awesome for the price you paid. He's not healthy. What are you gonna do? Again, marginal moves. And then my number five worst moves. I thought the Chicago White Sox. I I felt like yes, they have an awesome farm system. They got a catcher who, like you said, yes, no, and then you got with Keiko, yes, no. So I feel like with that team, if they would have given up some of the prospects. What could have they? What they could have Lindor. They could have a few other pieces if they got rid of some of this. Now and this is where, if me being an owner of a team, I see the, hey, Cubs are spending zero dollars. We need to start taking some of their fan base, and we need we need the people on our side. So let's. I would I would shake up the things, make up make some moves. To bring in some extra talent, uh, bigger names, bigger draws, because obviously you still go to Chicago and it's a it's a Bulls city still, mm-hmm. and baseball is always number two. Obviously, mm-hmm. Cubs are still always the Cubs there, but baseball I feel like might be number three because what the Blackhawks. Black but but I feel like I felt like the uh, the White Sox doing good moves. However, I felt like the moves weren't just enough to make them stand out. Yes, they did. They filled needs, but the needs weren't standing out. So it's it's kind of like how you had them as your number one. I had Angels as my number one. Like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, I did it because I felt the Angels' number one move was getting a manager who I felt like who's been in that team, that system. He's been there with Marino when Marino just bought the team. Right. And I feel like after Socha left, I don't think – uh, Osmus was really the best fit. Mm-hmm. It was the, I think it was more of a best fit for right now. Right. Uh, but I felt like this is what Pujols needs. I think he needs managers like this. I think Trout, this will get Trout kind of out of his shell a little bit. Right. And I think if we saw Trout being vocal in this whole cheating scandal, possibly would he have it's been starting. like this way 
with any other manager there. So that's my opinion on the top. All right, real quick, Four. 30 seconds. Uh, let's have a quick prediction for the season. Like, give me your biggest uh, prediction. I, I like I said, I think that I think Dodgers are gonna win this World Series this year. I, uh, it pains me to say it. It the, it's like it doesn't want to come out of my mouth, but Dodgers, I believe, are overall the best team in baseball right now. And yes, you can mark this in your calendar that on leap year, leap day, <laughs> and on leap year, and on leap year, next time I'll say it will be in four years. <laughs> All right. Uh, for, for me, um, uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. I feel like Jose Altuve is going to get traded. I'm going to throw it out there. I feel like he's going to get traded. To where? Don't know. Don't care. Um, but I feel like he's going to get traded, and it's going to be a move that will define this whole season. That's what I feel like. But that's all we're going to say. Let's just wrap this up. Uh, hit him with any of your socials, if you have any socials, or do you want to plug any socials? No, I don't have any yet. All right. So I you should make one. Uh, no. <laughs> old. Right old. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter at DCJunior13, on Instagram at DCJuniorBFSB. Eventually, we'll make a, probably like an Instagram for uh, the podcast and everything like that. But until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Catch us next week. I was going to end it with my other podcast name, but I'm not going to do uh, that. So I guess catch us next week. See you. Check me out on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs>